Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I'm drinking coffee at night like an idiot. I'm Ben, and I'm American whiskey. There you go. Uh, what percent American whiskey are you? Exactly 42%. Wow. You must be pretty fucking drunk. <laughs> um, oh, I hate to I hate to lift the curtain back so early, 30 seconds into the show. But uh, did you check your mic to make sure it's your mic? Oh, yeah, that's your mic. So okay. now all the listeners get to hear how... <laughs> everything works here welcome back to your favorite coaster sucks uh new look new theme song hopefully if not disregard it's coming not to be a spoiler but uh what the fuck it's it's time for a change up right we gotta refresh things around here it's like a new year new me meme exactly Except that's like the dumbest mantra ever. Yeah, let's be honest. No one's actually going to be changing themselves past like January 20th. January 6th. (laughs) Where were you on January 6th? Where was I? Yeah. Look, I don't need to answer these questions. (laughs) If anyone asks, I was at uh, Six Flags America. Right? Yeah. Making knobs. Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. (laughs) I met a guy one time that I was talking to, and he said, like, everybody acts like people who were at January 6th, like, were so rude. And I'm like, okay. Wait, I don't. Like, he was in defense of it or what? Yeah, he was like, I was there, and people like hear that, and they get like so freaked out. <laughs> like, uh, okay. See, it's like guilt by association. Just because you know people s- stayed on the long and didn't storm the Capitol, it's like you were still, you were still there, part of something bigger. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like if you're. It's kind of like when you go. Like as a teenager, when you go into a Seven Eleven with a group of kids, and like one of them steals, but you're all kicked out as a group, it's like you have guilt by association on some level, right? Or like if you're underage and you get busted drinking as in a big group. Yeah, it's like if thirty like kids are busted even- underage drinking, doesn't matter if you weren't drinking; like you were still at the party. Right. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you had a beer in your hand or. You even got breathalyzed. You're busted. <clears throat> but oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Duh. That didn't take too long. <laughs> I know in my head I was like still thinking like, okay, is the theme music, would it still be going? Okay, I guess it's I guess it's off right now. Yeah, no. It's kind of weird to start it without it. There's no... Uh, I don't know. It's like talking more into the void. It feels like it doesn't feel as official. I know. Remember, we did it this way at first. Yeah. 
we were talking a bit about um just like our old episodes and kind of the progression of this show on the Patreon voice chat hang, which is fucking awesome always and was great. Uh, this past one, thanks to everyone who made it. Um, if you're interested in joining basically to give a rundown, cause I don't think we ever actually talk too much about what the actual Patreon hangs out. They're pretty self-explanatory. We hang in the discord in the voice chat, with everyone who cares to show up once a month with all of our patrons. And if you're interested in joining just one buck a month, they'll get you in. It's uh, more coaster content than the podcast. Sometimes. Honestly, most of the time it gets pretty nerdy in there pretty quickly. We'll talk a range of subjects, but um, it'll definitely get pretty nerdy. I mean, more broadly, I say I'd like to plug our Discord, too, which um, you don't have to be a Patreon member to join. That is free to join. Link is in the episode description. Great community there. Um, Lots of great chat. And sometimes Ben and I do voice chats in there just for people that are on the server. So uh, definitely sign up if, you know, you like the show, you would like the group that's there shit right at the top. If we're doing plugs, right. We're doing meetups this year. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, no, they're actually, uh, you know, reasonable. It's, a, it's in a close time frame. Right. Exactly. Now that we're in the same calendar year, June 15 through 17, I want to say, but let me confirm that on the calendar here. June 15, 16 through 18. At Six Flags Great America and September 15 through 17 at California's Great America and uh, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. (coughs) So we will have more details posted. Um, Join the Discord or find us on the socials for more details. Um. Let's see. I mean, we can go over a little bit what we've been talking about for our Great America meetup because we'll be putting the plug on hard for this. Now, I don't know what the expected turnout's like, so I'm not sure if um, a rental house is the way to go. What's the um, RSVP deadline? You know what? That's a uh, that's that's good. That's good. Let's talk about that. It's February now, so why don't we set it at um, the end of the month? It's the shortest month. So we should still be able to get the place that we wanted to get. So, um, yeah, we'll say end of the month. And all these details will be going up onto our Discord as well. So, um, Also, it is a short month. The last day is the 28th. Comes right, by surprise. Exactly. And I got fucked over on a lease once because of some like ambiguous wording in a lease. It was one of those things where you had to give notice. Um, it says you have to give notice 60 days before the end of your lease. But then it also said it said like 30, 60 days or um, the first day of the month. Or something weird. It was something really weird. So I went in on March 1st 
And it was like, hey, here's my lease termination. And they're like, actually, this was due on the 28th of February. And then they like roped me in two extra months on the lease. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to sublease this place. And they're like, actually, you can't because we're remodeling your place. So I wow, called them that's some serious bullshit. So I called them literally every single day and just bugged the shit out of them. And then I called their like higher up property manager and then bugged them. And then I think what happened was like the higher up, the higher up property manager eventually called the building was just like, just, just fucking end this thing. We're sick of this. So that was fun. I won. Congratulations. <laughs> so, um, shit. We got our plugs out the way. I am excited for that Great America meetup. Yeah, it'll be fun. I, I'm excited to just, in general, go to that park during the summertime. I think it's been a long-ass time. Oh, no, that's not true. We were just there in 2021. But still. And for those of you that are uh, thinking about coming, if you like water parks, Hurricane Harbor is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's still free to get in, right? It might be five bucks. Oh, okay. Like with a park ticket. Right. They might have a separate admission. I'm not sure. But Hurricane Harbor is good. And I haven't been there in years, so I'd love to go again. Yeah, same. It was always one of those things where I always, the only time I ever went in there is either to like take a nap on a chair at the wave pool or to like, like, you know, when it's kind of like cold and shitty in the morning and then it kind of clears up and no one's in the, in the water park, you can just ride everything in 30 minutes. So yeah, I used to it. love going in there on overcast and like mild days because yeah. there's no line. <laughs> but I mean, if the weather cooperates during our meetup, that that could be really fun. Yeah. <clears throat> it's always crazy, too, when like it's really hot and the water park hits capacity and they stop letting people in. Yeah. Dude, no park is fun when it's that crowded. I have a very distinct memory of like when I was a kid, I went with my dad and my sister to Six Flags Great America. We drove up, right? And the highway sign, the old one, you know, um, it said park full. (laughs) (laughs) Parking lot closed. And it was like, oh, my God. So we ended up going to Gurney Mills instead. I feel like that always happened on uh, those bring a friend free days. Read to succeed. Oh, yeah, that too. It was always read to succeed day or days, I guess. It's like those last two weeks of August. Yeah, because the tickets are good. Or first two weeks of August. Yeah, it's like kind of weird. It's like the tickets are good. Is it any day in the summer? Or th- there's Pretty like much, a, I think 
Yeah, there's like a weird window, but basically, yeah, that that last week that people can use the tickets, it's fucking insane. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it gets nuts. That's a that's a time to avoid the parks. I saw a news story uh, about Six Flags that was interesting. The um the price of the diamond passes has been dropped at several parks. That must mean their that must mean their sales are down, I would assume. Oh the yeah. Diamond, the diamond pass is what? You get the flash passes and stuff? Yeah, I think that's the top tier one that's currently available. Okay. I mean I hope that they, you know, do something to figure out their shit. You know, maybe get rid of Salim. That could be good. Yeah, the uh what else the one thing well one thing I was so that's okay, so the flash pass is that that's all on the phone now, right? Yeah. And is there like a day flash pass anymore or is it all a la carte? No, you can get a full day one, but you can also get the a la carte ones. Okay. But you can't really get the a la carte ones for like the new rides. Well, you can, but they're fucking stupid expensive. For Six Flags, at least. Yeah. Like in Magic Mountain, the the individual flash pass for like Wonder Woman was like 20 bucks. Okay. Although I guess it's not that's not as bad as I would expect. I don't know. That's if like as really... much as Disney charges for like the individual, the a comparable product for like Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot. Yeah, true. Whereas, like, the, so, like, in my mind, I guess the value proposition and just in terms of everything else around it, too just isn't there in the same way it is at Disney with something like that. Not that the line was any shorter, but it's more of like, okay, especially being a pass holder for six flags. It's like, okay, I didn't pay shit to come in. I didn't pay shit to eat. Right. I got yeah. fucking uh, flash passes for other rides for free just cause I'm a pass holder. So, like, am I really going to pay $20 to get on one ride? You go to Disney, it's like, I paid fucking $160 to get in here. <laughs> yeah. So, what's another 20 bucks to get on the biggest ride, you know? <laughs> right. Gotta remember, um, there was a time where there were f- certain flash passes that allowed you to ride twice. Do you remember Vaguely. that? And it completely fucked up operations because somebody would go. They like I remember this at Six Flags New England. The flash pass line was. I'm pretty sure it was just up the exit, and so you know they would like already cut the line, sit in the front row, and then ride a second time in the front row. They would let one standby go, and then it was like another two people. So you couldn't wait for the front or the back, basically. That's nuts. 
<laughs> yeah, like Six Flags operations have been straight up stupid at some points. Yeah. I always All hated I when is... they had like um, was Oh, I always hated when they had like fucking some like 15 year old working grouper at like Viper or Superman. Yeah. And they'd have no idea what they were doing. They'd just be like, go ahead, go ahead. Well, the funny thing is, is like if you try to group a station and then it fills up and then you still group, but you still keep the station full. So it's, it's almost like the, the, so basically the line doesn't move. It's almost like the line will be like the line doesn't move for 20 minutes and then they'll let like 200 people go and then stop the line. And then you just stand not moving for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's like um, at Cedar Point when they have I don't know if they still do this, but there is this thing called like ride prides and it was where like sororities and, and frats for local colleges would um you would basically apply as a group and you didn't get paid hourly and then i think the park would like if you if you fulfilled all your shifts um the frat would get paid at the end in a lump sum okay it was something kind of weird. I could be, I could be wrong. It's, it's been a long time. I know it, I know it just wasn't regular employment. Um, but basically the, the ride prides were always positioned at like doing height checks at the ride entrance and then, um, grouping in the station. And of course, like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So you'd see you, it'd be like the busiest day of the year and a ride like Raptor would have a two hour line and there would be like half empty trains going through because they didn't um, know how to group like pairs of two and stuff. Oh God. Yeah, it was a disaster. And then a ride like Magnum would just be completely slammed in the station. (laughs) That makes sense. Cause that's one of those like super wide stations. Yeah. Yeah, those ride that, rides were also annoying as fuck because they lived at the time they lived in the employee housing. So, you know, you have employees that have been there all year, right? And they're just like at the end of the season, like, oh thank God, like I'm almost done. And then you combine that with people who don't care about their job because they're not really working and they just like stay up till five AM and just party their ass off keeping everybody oh, up. Jesus. Isn't that part of the Cedar Point experience though? As you yeah. explained it? Yeah, but Hollow Weekends is a little different cuz that cuz your hours are so much longer cuz everything is short staffed. So you're working open the close Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you're like you're at the end of the season, it's usually like cold and rainy. You get home at like the park is slammed. So you have to get to your, you have to get to work like two hours early just to beat the wave of traffic because the parking lots always fill up. And then you finally get out of the park. There's always a backup of people trying to leave the park. 
So when you finally get to your dorm on Saturday, you know, and it's like one thirty in the morning, you have to be up back at work at like eight thirty or nine. So yeah, Hollow Weekends is a little more chill. But then like you might be some you know, if you had like a room with one roommate, they would like cram two ride prides in your room. So like, you know, they would because there was each room had two bunk beds. And they usually didn't let more than three people stay in a room, but during hollow weekends, they'd cram them up with four. So you might have like a roommate you've had all season. And then suddenly there's like two ride prides in your room, you know, and they're just like wasted staying up all night, fucking people puking. Oh boy. Oh God, the bathrooms during Halloween weekends were always a shit show too because they, they didn't have enough staff to like in the cleaning department. So if somebody threw up in the bathroom, it chances are it stayed there all weekend. Oh. And I don't know why this was the case, but like there were shower stalls. So each floor had like six or seven shower stalls and at least two or three of them had like actual shit in the shower for some reason. Oh, God. And no one's cleaning that. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> People would do haircuts in the bathroom, so there'd just be, like, fucking cut hair all over the floor. Yeah. Good memories. That's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, if if you say so, what's the grossest thing you ever saw at Cedar Point? It was probably um, actual shit in the shower, but it wasn't just shit. It was, it wasn't just shit. It was like a pile of shit on the floor, and then it was like shit handprints on the curtain, and then like a shit footprint, and then a shitty condom. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. And then the t- the towel they used to clean themselves off, just like all wet, just like sitting like right on the floor, on the right on the tile. Yeah, it was disgusting. No, that's horrifying, dude. <laughs> I mean. I saw some pretty gross shit when I worked at a movie theater, but nothing that bad. What's even worse though is just like that's like your that's like your home bathroom. You know what I mean? So it's like you wake up and you're all tired and you're like, fuck, I gotta work from like eight to ten PM and you just wanna take a shower and then you like <laughs> walk into the bathroom and you just see that. You're just like, I'm good. <laughs> like oh man yeah I can't I can't really yeah no I'm I'm glad I didn't have that experience I'll say that the other thing was too is that there were only there were only six toilet stalls per floor so that's also kind of like a that's like a strikeout because guarantee you at least three of them are all are like fucked up 
So you only have three left. And then then there's one that always has somebody in it. Like no matter what, there's at least always at least one occupied. And then it's just kind of like a roulette. Like you open up one door and you're like, nope. Open up the next one. Nope. Walk around the other side. You open up that one. You're like, nope. You're like, oh God, I only got two left. There one. There better be one fucking clean one. And then it's like, nope. And then you go back to the first one and it's like, oh, I guess this one isn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, I I don't envy any of that. To be honest, but uh, glad you enjoyed yourself, bud. I mean, it's fine when you're young. Is it though? Whatever. <laughs> Add in making six seventy-five an hour and ready to le- go. At least they're only charging third. They were only charging, I think, thirty-two dollars a week for rent. Well, that's unbeatable yeah basically came out to like 10 hours 10 hours of paycheck were deducted for your rent okay well i mean that's pretty damn good i still don't think i would work at cedar point i mean obviously now um you know being an ineligible for housing changes everything yeah yeah i mean that's too bad but it also like it's pretty understandable it makes sense that's what was kind of interesting about working there during the whole uh like big recession is that there were a lot of people like in their late 20s early 30s working there and living there um just because you know it was like at the time there weren't there were like no job opportunities so oh yeah that's right you were working there right on the heels of that yeah i uh i kind of wish i would have worked at cedar point but also like eh, is what it is yeah it's like a you know it's a specific time and place but i also kind of think that um while working at parks there's a there's like that very it's kind of i don't know it's almost like you only have one slot in your life for that like fun magical theme park experience you know because then like once you get past the second season or you do a different park it's like it becomes just like a regular job i guess i mean that was one of the reasons why i decided not to go to disney um, for the college program because I'm like I don't want to just do basically I don't want to just like repeat Cedar Point but I mean I feel like working at parks is fun but you really have to like know you love it to commit to it like to be a lifer you know yeah there's also no way to there's also no way to work at a theme park in the style of a nine to five. You're basically devoting no. like open the close Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the minimum. Plus like, you know, 
where it's normal to work six days a week. No overtime. Yeah, you'd be working your ass off. I kind of wish that was more of a thing, but you know. Yeah. If it was, then everyone would be doing it. What do you need to do to become like Salim, you know? It's like a lot of dick. All right, I'm out. Maybe metaphorically, but. Yeah, you're probably right, but. I mean, you're basically just a punching bag. A well compensated punching bag. True. Very true. I mean, I did a little research on the guy. To be completely fair to him, he started a charity. But to to then flip it, do you know how much goddamn money you need to have to start a charity? I mean, probably quite a bit. Exactly. <laughs> you have to float operational costs for... You know, you have to float operational costs and full-time salaries. Until it can sustain itself. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I mean... I just think this is not the industry for him. Because I don't want to be too tough on the guy. He started a fucking charity, after all. But... What was it? What was his past like sports arenas or something? I don't remember. Uh, Firestone or something. I don't know. (laughs) I think he's in over his head in this industry. He doesn't understand how it works fundamentally, right? Or the market variability. Yeah, because it, it's it's a, it's a unique industry. Like you have to, it's almost like if you if you don't have experience as a houred employee, like a hourly employee, like what we we're saying, like working sixty hours a week no overtime, then you don't have a feel for how the park really works. Yeah, that's pretty true. And also, like if you're going to be in that position, you should have to work a few shifts at every different park. Yeah. Just to understand what the different, you know, parks all need and how they operate differently. Yeah. He should have to do an open the clothes, like bathroom cleaning shift. Yeah. At like Magic Mountain <laughs> with no toilet seat covers, <laughs> no toilet seats. <laughs> I think that was Don who said that. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me for that park. And I mean, like the the classic, like, Cedar Fair bathroom that always just has, like, half an inch of standing water at any given time. Ugh. With that weird mixture of, uh, like, ammonia cleaning solution and piss. So it just has this, like, weird mixture where you can't tell, like, what is what. <laughs> A roll of one ply toilet paper that's like always damp, just like crumbling. Oh, 
You've seen some horrifying things, my friend. <laughs> Public restrooms scare me. Yet yeah, we we did ask for a long time about the best bathrooms at a theme park. Mm-hmm. Which I know you brought up that you have like never shit at a park or have only done it like once. Yeah, very. It's I. Th- let me think. It's like maybe like two times. One of them being the Wild Eagle bathroom, <laughs> which was very pleasant. And I made sure to go into that bathroom when we were there last time. And it, while it wasn't what I remember, it was still pretty clean. So I'll give him that. I mean, a lot of people said Dollywood when we asked that question. So, I mean, good on yeah. you for doing some investigative journalism. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the qualifier for a good theme park bathroom is that it's not shitty. So it's like, because you always, because you'll, you'll remember the, you'll remember the awful bathroom bathrooms, but when a bathroom is good, it's not memorable. So, I mean, what theme park hasn't had worse bathroom, like the worst bathrooms? Actually, I still think one of the worst bathroom I've ever seen was at, uh, was at Playland in Vancouver. Because they had the, they had those like, first of all, they only had like two bathrooms in the whole park and they were both like, there is no urinals. It was just one of those things where it was like a single wall with a little sprinkler in the wall that would just slowly trickle water down. And then there's a drain in the floor. (laughs) That's like worse than a trough almost. Yeah. Yeah. Troth is straight up dehumanizing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about bathrooms in Canada, but like in my mind, I, I would have I have a better image of what Canadian bathrooms should be like. But I always like I'm always like shocked by how bad bathroom every bathroom in Canada I've ever been in was. From rest areas to gas stations to theme parks. I just like want to try a Japanese bathroom. Oh yeah, with the hole in the floor, kind of thing. No, no, with the like crazy toilet that has the oh. fucking Bellagio fountain show and yeah, plays classical music and warms the seat. Yeah, you know all that stuff. Because uh, I mean that. <laughs> Talk about the lap of luxury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Canadian bathrooms, there's that story of me breaking a toilet at Callaway Park. <laughs> <laughs> now, how exactly did that happen? <laughs> uh, con- no, first of all, I got to ask, did it break like you sat on it and it broke? No, like this broke plumbing. Oh, so, you fucked it up, man. Did you eat like too much poutine or something? No, it was just like, you know, shitty coaster road trip diet of like McDonald's and Taco Bell and Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its. There's Taco Bell, of course. Yeah. So I uh 
my fear of bathrooms at the time prevented me from going in a lot of places I probably should have when I had to actually go. And, uh, at Callaway, it was like, Oh, I can't, can't wait any longer. And, uh, next thing I know I'm standing up and I see, a a literal hammer handle in the toilet. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I go to flush and it clogged it so bad that it created like, like back pressure and suddenly the seal behind the toilet where the pipe goes into, it like broke the seal and suddenly water starts shooting out of the back of the toilet. (laughs) Way to go, Paul Bunyan. (laughs) <laughs> Good God. <laughs> That's the most exhausting work day that toilet's ever had. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I've never heard of a toilet rage quitting before. <laughs> but, but then you made it happen. Yep. <laughs> That's quite a feat, my friend. (laughs) Man, that was a weird park, too. It was like themed to Flintstones. That is weird. The Flintstones? Yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere, too. And they had a they had an arrow corkscrew. And was it it also themed to the Flintstones? I don't remember like I honestly don't remember like rides being themed, but they had this it was like a recreation of like purple it was like purple rock houses or something. I don't know. Okay. It was bizarre. Interesting. I don't know if I've like outside of you talking about that park, I don't know if I've even really heard of it much. Well, now it's pretty much the only inverting coaster east of uh, east of Canada's Wonderland. That's not another corkscrew. Because uh, Playland has that Vacoma corkscrew, and then uh, Callaway has that Arrow corkscrew, and now that with Mindbender gone. West Side yeah, of Canada's got two corkscrews until that intimate opens up. And Mindbender's gone. What a bummer. Yeah. This one is pretty sad. Like, I put this up here with, like, Magnum closing. I mean, which hasn't happened yet, but let's be honest. It It'll will. Probably, yeah. But I yeah. agree. I felt, I felt sad. I was like, shit, I really wish I could have rode that. Yeah, it was so good. It was such a good ride. Like, I really wish they would have, like, announced the closure before the closure. Yeah, right. I really regret not driving out there when I lived in Seattle. Because despite it being still, like, a 17-hour drive, 
that's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, that's that's better than anywhere else in the country. So, <sighs> I mean, maybe Indiana Beach will buy it. I don't know. I'm interested to see how easy it would be to uh, take that ride down. I mean, I, I, it looks like it's built just like any other Schwarzkopf uh, like traveling coaster. So it can't be that bad, but it's built on a flat surface. Knobel should buy it. Ooh, that'd be good. They can put it right next to Dueling Dragons. Yep. I still remember the first time walking into the mall because when you look at that ride in photos, you don't, it's hard. It's really hard to understand the scale of the ride. Um, but yeah, like when you first walk in, the track looks huge. Like it's like it looks like like big B and M track. But yeah, that was that was cool. I wish yeah, I wish I had a more recent ride on it. Like glad I glad I got the ride. Glad I got the ride the last car or the reverse car. But still sad. <clears throat> yeah, I wish I fucking wish I could have rode it. Hate to see a Schwarzkopf go. I mean, especially with that one being. <clears throat> <laughs> that one's easily my favorite one um and like i don't want to say i was disappointed with olympia looping but that one's not as that one's not as intense as mindbender mindbender is just nuts and not even the loops like every pull out of every drop was like insanely forceful i think the pull out of the first drop was more forceful than the loops and then that uh that upward helix is really good too. Well, I mean, no details yet as of recording for <clears throat> what'll happen to it. So let's hope for relocation. I could see it opening in like Brazil or something. Somewhere very odd. Your favorite coaster sucks meetup. Yep. Maybe, maybe like we were speculating, like Fantasy Island or something. Oh, yeah. It would suck if the park didn't even attempt to put it up for sale. So do you think they're going to replace it? I could, if they replace it with another like thrill coaster, it's probably just going to be like a off the shelf Eurofighter kind of like Spongebob or something. And they're definitely not going to utilize all that height. I mean, I really hope, especially for Logan's sake, that they replace it. Yeah. I mean, they could do one of those, um, I don't know, like one of those Skyrocket 2s or something. Ooh, yeah, they could. Giant inverted boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. Actually, I want to look up the stats of that. <laughs> I think it's too tall. <coughs> it's what? Too tall. Yeah, probably. Um, RCDB still says it's Espino. Yeah, it's 145 feet tall. 
Yeah, giant inverted boomerangs were like 195 or 200, I think. No, 195, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what a coaster I think should go into a mall? Not necessarily as a replacement for that ride, but just in general. <laughs> is one of those fucking Vacoma family boomerangs. Like the, uh, oh, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like if you had to go around the layout and over a midway and stuff, that would be great in an indoor theme park. Yeah, definitely. One thing, um, think- or go like ahead. if RMC, I mean, they're, they're definitely not going to put an RMC in there, but I could see like a single rail coaster being highly customizable in that spot. Oh, that could be pretty sweet. They would not go with RMC. Yeah, I thought there's like some law in Canada that prevents RMC from building there. Oh, really? I think so. There's some law where like in Canada, the construction crews have to be Canadian and RMC does all of their stuff in house. Oh, okay. Yeah, Canada has some weird laws like that. <clears throat> I know there's some weird law with, with the radio station there. It's like whatever Canadian version of the F- FCC is where <clears throat> something like insane for TV where 60% of the songs that you play on the radio have to be by Canadian artists. Yep. Which is why when they break in America, they've been big in Canada for fucking years. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. I got to go back to Canada. Should go to Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver looks sweet, man. BC buds sound really good. And, uh... So they're, at least in, at least out there, their dispensaries have dog shit weed, but it's pretty easy to just get regular weed there because the laws are pretty lax. It's kind of like Vancouver's like Canadian LA. What do you mean? I don't know. Just take like Los Angeles, but make it Canadian. That's basically Vancouver. That's weird. A weird comparison. Well, I mean, just like with the mountains and that it's like kind of the liberal, progressive, hippie part of Canada. It's very young. It's where all the like, you know, like graphic design and multimedia, like Canadian multimedia companies and Canadian film studios and, um, all that stuff is out there. Lots of good restaurants. Okay. All right. Well, I've heard about BC Buds for years. <clears throat> so, of course, I'd like to try that. Yeah, I think the, the Pacific Northwest has a good climate for <clears throat> like indica strains. So you get the, so you get those like very 
like short wide plants with the very like dark purple sticky buds like yeah heavy, yeah heavy that indica. makes sense yeah whereas like in comparison to california or colorado it's a more of a desert climate so you get those like super tall narrow like long stringy like sativa buds yeah I mean, they're adaptive plants. They're going to grow best for whatever condition they're in. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, just from, like, between Seattle and Portland and, like, comparison to Denver, like, every, I feel like everything I buy out here is super, like, kind of racy in the head, sativa, you know? It's, like, hard to find something that's, like, a real indica. But in Washington, I felt like everything was so indica dominant. So a lot more of like heavier body high kind of strains. Dude, it's going to be amazing. I mean, there's of course a downside, but once there's federal legalization and you can actually like get shit from different parts of the country to other parts of the country. Yeah like legally yeah i'm interested how that all plays out because yeah it'll be fucking amazing if you can get like like you're saying like a indica that's grown in a colder mountainous region versus like a sativa that's grown out in like yeah nevada or colorado or california yeah. Although Colorado varies, I feel like they've got different conditions that could support a lot of stuff, not directly around Denver, just around the whole state. Well, the problem is altitude. So I forgot, I don't think it's the right term. It's hydro, it's a very hydrophobic <laughs> environment. So, like, because of the high altitude, like, water retention is really difficult. So everything dries out. So because of that, the plants, the plants naturally adapt to be like, kind of like tall and like thin and stringy. Whereas like in Washington, it's, it's like sea level and it's way more like damp and moist and rainy. So the plants kind of like are more like fit. They're like thicker and more lush. And everything is, everything is sticky. Like everything out there kind of clogs your grinder or it's like the weed here. You like, all you have to do is like push it down with your finger and it like crumbles into crumbs. Man. Yeah. I got to get to Washington. That's one of those legal States where it's like, shit, I've never been there. Seattle seems cool. All the coffee you can drink. <laughs> Frazier was, uh, you know, set there. Yeah. But they never actually filmed any Frazier there, right? I don't think so. I mean, every time they had to do an episode of something outdoors, you know, occasionally like that episode where he, uh, where he's like lost and has to get to the space needle to accept the award. I think that was like the one of the few episodes that was actually filmed in the city. Interesting. But yeah. Also the view of, uh, 
the view from his apartment also isn't a real view. It's uh they like took a photo of the they took a photo of downtown from from the Puget Sound, probably from like a helicopter or something. And then they photoshopped the space needle to be right in front of like the skyline. So oh, it, okay. And like you don't really notice it until unless you like really, really look at it. Um but there's a similar view where like, so in the neighborhood I lived in, there's this place called Cary Park that has an overlook of downtown and it looks similar to that. But I don't know, people online have su- hyper analyzed it. And they're like, this, f- this view doesn't exist. <laughs> well, leave it to the internet. And Hey, maybe, maybe his apartment was suspended freely from a helicopter. <laughs> They never show him in an elevator or anything. That's true. Actually, no, there's his uh, his building at the elevator because there was the one where that episode where he had he had like two dates. So he like sent one out of his room and then like the other woman was coming up the elevator at the same time. Oh, OK. I haven't seen a whole ton of Frasier. It's a good show. I, I appreciate it a lot more as an adult. Rianne really likes it, so I watch it with her sometimes, and it's pretty good. I really like the one with the Antiques Roadshow. <coughs> I vaguely remember that episode. They like It's like Frasier and Niles and uh, Martin all are watching Antiques Roadshow. And they take Frazier and Niles like tell Martin to take this thing to it when it's in town. So he takes this like antique of his and it's like from Russian royalty. Mm-hmm. And so like Frazier and Niles get all big headed. They like think that they're descendants of royalty. <laughs> And they try to arrange a sale of this thing. And, uh, well, fuck, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. Go, go watch it if you want the ending. If you like Frasier, you know it'll be funny. Yeah, I think that show's still on Hulu. I know there's been, like, talk of a reboot for a while. What, where he not lives? Anyone. What, where, where he has to deal with, like, the Chaz Autonomous Zone or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't... <laughs> it's a bunch of jokes like, oh, there's a junkie fell asleep in my doorway again. Yeah, does anyone really want to watch Kelsey Grammer in 2023? Cheers was like his only thing, right? I don't... See, Kelsey Grammer's not... Like, he's not a bad actor or anything, but I don't get the hype for him. Yeah, he's just fine. Yeah. There's that video when he falls off the stage at Disneyland. Wait, what? (laughs) Hold on. Yeah, it's a pretty well-known video. (laughs) If you Google Kelsey Grammer falls off stage at Disneyland, it probably just falls off stage. Just searching Kelsey, the first uh, the first suggestion is Kelsey Grammer falls off stage. 
Of course it is. I'm glad we gave everybody a moment to find the video. You couldn't even crack a joke. He's like, all right, well, <laughs> help me up now. Wait, and then there's one. Kelsey Grammer falls off stage in Saskatoon. Oh, this can't be really him. Oh, wait, I think it is. So, wait, there was another time he fell off a stage? No, I think someone just superimposed his audio over another person falling off a stage. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a little disappointing, but hey. (laughs) This brought me to EPIC, in all caps, passing out on live TV faint compilation. That sounds like fun. I love a good compilation. Yeah. That's YouTube's most... Compilations can be fun. It's like YouTube's most underrated thing. Like, remember that ride fail compilation? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a couple of those. Super dark. I still like... I still like... um, Although, the funniest one, though, is... (laughs) The one that makes me laugh every time is when the bungee snaps at Mount Olympus. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And they're just like, huh, that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) Huh, is that normal? (laughs) Do we press the go button now? (laughs) (laughs) I still like Vine compilations. Yeah, and they're still around. Yeah, good move, Twitter. Prior to Elon, they were like, who is ever going to want an app where you make short videos? <laughs> who is ever going to want an app where you make short videos with um, like other music in them? <laughs> Kill it. I don't know. Let the Chinese have it. <laughs> oh, Vine's dead. And uh, so is Mock Tower. Sure is. Although it's better to be, it's, it's better to be dead as a drop tower than alive as a golden horse. I was gonna finish that joke with something more dark, but let's not. <laughs> Do you ever go on Mark Tower? No, I've been on a Moser Tower though. Somewhere, maybe like a fair or something. But it had, but, um, Moser has really shitty restraints. Really? Back in 2008, one gave me stretch marks. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like the Pinfari. The Pinfari, the Pinfari gave me stretch marks. (laughs) I don't think I've been on a Moser tower. It's one of those that doesn't really free fall. It just kind of like goes down fast. That's what she said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably like the most on par joke for that. For that's what she said. I mean, yeah, (laughs) you all are welcome. (laughs) Well, um, so here's the question. Is Mock Tower going to be replaced? 
Um, probably not next year. Mock Tower, more like Mock Tower. That works better if you write it down. <laughs> you see, the second one is M O C K. Um, in semi related news, I heard that uh, Falcon's Fury is going to reopen in spring. Did you ever ride that? I did. Is it good? Yes, but like the like the drop is not as effective. Yeah, that makes sense. So like the gimmick is super effective. Like when you face the ground and you're all the way up there, like holy shit, you know? Yeah. It's just that in that position, it's like it's hard to register like how am I feeling airtime? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like against a seat, you know. <laughs> I mean, plus, it seems like that car has so much wind resistance that it would. Yeah, that's a heavy beast. Yeah, and I mean, each seat's basically like a kite. So I'm curious. I mean, I know like theoretically, everything free, every object falls the same speed, but you had to factor in like wind resistance and friction. That's why, um, that's why I wonder if like sometimes on a windy day, you ride a second gen free fall ride. It doesn't feel as free folly. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, those cars don't seem to be super heavy either. Yeah. The best one, I mean, really the best one still seems to be acrophobia. Cause I'm sure that ride is so fucking good. Because I'm sure that gondola is heavy as fuck. Like that's probably one of the heavier ones because it has all that That, extra. It has like all that extra like mechanic stuff on it. Yeah, that one's so good. And like kind of you were saying with like the like the leaning forward, like it's just amount of lean to where it's still I don't know. You almost get that like sliding sensation where you, you can feel your body like sliding off the seat well yeah because also that one you're not exactly in a seated position right you're like kind of in like a weird like leaning position in a way yeah so yeah i mean you're basically just hanging you're like literally hanging by your crotch pretty much yeah and it's like although Fucking Lex Luthor is really good too. Yeah, that one's good. That extra half second of airtime or whatever makes a big difference. Cause it's like you could ride it's, I don't know, cause it's all, I mean, most drop towers are under what, like 300 feet, 280 or something. Yeah, so you, pretty much. You have that, you have that weird subconscious feeling in the back of your brain of like what a free fall ride should feel like because you've done it so many times and on that one it goes for just like a half second longer but it's really effective it's cool especially because it just feels like you're fucking a mile up yeah and it holds you at the top forever and there's like a fake out drop is there wait what is the fake out drop you like drop like 
must be like half a foot or something. Oh, that's right. That's right. Holy shit. Yeah. I forgot about that. Cause it kind of, it's like just enough. It's more of like a weird, like vibration to where it just like <laughs> almost like kind of, um, I don't know, riding in like the back of a bus feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a bounce or something, but the, the catch car, I think does something, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Cause there, I remember distinctly cause I was so fucking freaked out. <laughs> I was like, finally, because they hold you up there for so fucking long. I'm like, finally, this shit's going to drop, you know? And then, nope. <laughs> it's like enough that you wouldn't see it in a video, but you feel it when you're riding it, you know? Yeah, right. It's almost I like- also really liked uh, that one at Glenwood Caverns. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious what they're going to do with that. I mean, I don't see it reopening, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure because, like, it's not exactly like it would be practical to get rid of it. Right. (laughs) But I agree. I don't know if I see it being reopened exactly. Maybe in five years, they'll be like, no one will remember. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that definitely, um, it's a nice park. Yeah. Yeah. I had fun out there. Um, whatever defines is pretty good. Super short, but it's kind of like a, it's almost like a flat ride. Makes sense. But I think it's more about like, Holy shit, that roller coaster's on the edge of a mountain, you know? Yeah. Like, sure, it's a gimmick, but at least it's a pretty decent one. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, I never thought I would be terrified out of my mind by a chair swing. But damn, Glenwood Caverns. Still never did that chair swing. You've never done that? No. The height, I mean, the height there is, I mean, it's, it's, it's really scenic, but I always kind of felt like it was too high. Like you're like, you're almost so high up that, um, like the scenery of the, like the surroundings don't really make you feel that tall because you're dwarfed by the mountains. I know this doesn't make any sense, but I almost kind of felt that way about the stratosphere flat rides because I did those. And it was almost so high that you couldn't really register that you were that high off the ground. Like, um, you know, what I thought was really cool. Actually, you know, you've done the uh, city museum, right? Yeah. You know, the Ferris wheel on the roof. I didn't get to do it, but yeah. Okay. See, that was weird. Cause that's not, that's not that tall, but that was like, for some reason that felt most sketchy out of like all those cliff tall building type of rides. Cause it was a, it was like a really sketchy old carnival Ferris wheel that had the really abrupt start and stops. So when they like started your whole car swings, like, like crazy. Have you ever been on one of those carnival Ferris wheels? Yeah. 
like with the really sketchy drive towers and you can see how they fold up or the tires and you see how they fold up onto a truck. Yeah. And then everything is just held together by cotter pins. Yep. And fucking, you can feel the fucking thing shaking. Yeah. And that fucking diamond plate floor. (laughs) (laughs) It's for added grip. To, uh, so you don't slip on puke. Diamond plate floor is like, just makes me think of a trashy carnival. Yeah. It's like a very distinct sound of like a bunch of people walking on it. It's like, cause it's always like one of those long ramps too. Yeah. Or tiny short staircase. One or the other. <laughs> the, di- the tiny short staircase one also have like a funny sound. But it's more hollow. Yeah. That's an underrated ASMR theme park sound is the slams of people's feet on diamond plated floor. See, now I'm thinking about like the Wisconsin State Fair. Yeah. I only went one time. Ow. I should go again. Or, um, or kind of like on, on flat rides that have on flat rides where your feet dangle. Because your feet are, you know, you have to kind of like jump up onto the seat. So when the restraints open and like a bunch of people jump off and, you know, slam, like, you know what I mean? Like they jump off their seat and slam down at the same time. Yeah, I feel like just like a microphone on a loading platform of like a, a traveling wild mouse would be a great ASMR video for certain context. Mm hmm. There's a there's a sound effect intro idea for the new intro. Just like diamond <laughs> pl- diamond plated floor beats. <laughs> Whoa, actually I think that would sound pretty cool. <laughs> and work in like lap bars clicking and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. That'd be really cool. That'd be perfect. <laughs> well, fuck, I'm going to have to get to work on it. We're on the hunt for a new theme song. Hunt. I'm going to make a new theme song. And you've already heard it, hopefully. Or if not, it'll be debuting next week. <laughs> Different sound effects of, like, ride accidents. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have a good idea. But I don't want to spoil it by talking about it here on the show. Hopefully we'll just have something good put together for you. Um, oh, yeah, the icon wheel thing. Did you oh, s- man. Did you see that video? No. Oh, shit. Um, well, what happened? It was like just shooting sparks. Oh, my God. Um, let's see if I can find Well, like it. I said, good. I wrote that in the notes. Good. Good, it's closed. Another ride at There's no reason that... Pl- no damn reason that place should be open. Ah, damn it. You know, like when you look on YouTube and you can't find the original clip, it's just like all these random small news organizations from around the country like posting a story about it. Yeah. Moments for passengers. 
It looks almost comical, though. <laughs> almost. <laughs> hey, I got to pause. Okay. It's time for a bathroom break. Um, so enjoy the, uh, the ad break, y'all. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. So, uh, did any, any, no one was injured, right? No, I don't think the park was actually open or the ride was open or something. But yeah, it was, it looked crazy. It was, there was like some faulty electricity. Yikes. I mean, maybe they'll just close that whole park. I mean, they probably should. Seems like the responsible thing to do. I'll put it that <laughs> way. I've seen photos of the owner and it actually matched what I would have expected. Does he look like a used car salesman or casino pit boss? Yeah, pretty close. And, and specifically like like Florida money. You know what I mean? Like there's a very like specific type of person. That's like Florida money. There's new money, old money and Florida money. (laughs) (laughs) I have to remember that. Yeah, Florida money. It's uh, it's got more than trace amounts of cocaine. Has been in the hand in the hands and other places of several strippers, and is inexplicably moist and crinkly. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like. He kind of looks like one of those guys that worked somewhere like originally in like New York City and then like completely fucked up at a job and burned so many bridges. So they're like, oh, I'll j- I guess I'll go to Florida. But because they're still like somewhat wealthy and professional, like they're still able to like be businessmen. That all checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or like somebody who is like independently wealthy and like had a didn't know what to do with themselves and were like, well, I guess I could just make a theme park. Right. Kind of like that episode with um, from Seinfeld or Kramer pretends to be like an investor to go into that clothing store. He's like, I'll just buy a roller coaster instead. (laughs) (laughs) And he also drops a saline packet into some salsa. Oh, right. Although, was there... I feel like that part of the story didn't have any follow-up. No, it was because Elaine had some beef with the lady that owned the place. But she was in the store at the same time. And so, like, oh, right. Kramer did that as like, a, oh, yeah, I got back at the store. Yeah, but it was just a saline patch. And she's like, that's all you did. 
No, I don't. Did he do it intentionally? Oh wait, maybe not. Maybe not. But nothing happened I from it. it. Was like, a yeah, I guess like I, that's right. That's right. It wasn't intentional. But like, there was no follow up to that story because like in in like Seinfeld writing, there would have been like something where somebody who aided and got poisoned was like tied to one of them. You know what? It, it like would have been like the way I would have seen that story play out in Seinfeld is like. George has a date with the woman who ate the salsa that the saline patch fell into. And then she like passed out sick next to him. And he was so freaked out of thinking that he didn't want to look like he killed her. So he like ran away or something. I don't know. Did you ever see that Twitter account that was like modern Seinfeld? Oh yeah. I think that was pretty great. Yeah. As much as I want like a reboot of that show, I just don't think it would work. What with the same four actors? No, kind of like um, it would have like have to have like a new identity and everything. Kind of like when the like kind of like instead of uh, when writers they don't make sequels to shows, they do spit like spinoffs, but they're in like the same exact format. They just have like a different storyline, kind of like <laughs> NCIS. I've never seen that show. I don't know. So it'd be like about four millennials living in San Francisco, but they, I don't know. I guess that's like what curb is. Curb's kind of just a spinoff of Seinfeld. I was going to say the start of it already sounds like it'd have to be like friends. Yeah. (laughs) But not as good as an image of driving in the King's Island, the song friends playing. <laughs> no one told you it was going to be this way. <clears throat> well, we do have to quickly review the 10 most anticipated rides for 2023 has put out. All some- right, List them off, Ben. Let's let's go through them. Okay. Um, so number ten. By the way, I, this isn't a list that I created. I'm just ripping this off of uh, a website. But um, so this is their opinion. But number ten, Zambezi Zinger. That world's of fun. The GCI Family Coaster. It looks interesting. Yeah, it looks better than um, Invader. I think the layout... I mean, the spiral lift is kind of odd. But maybe a little unnecessary. A touch, perhaps. Yeah. It's like, what a way to pay tribute to a a dead ride. It's like, oh, we'll just... The least interesting part of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The lift hill. (laughs) Oh, okay. But it kind of has that like a uh, mini gravity group kind of like short, like sharp and compact kind of layout. So it looks cool. Isn't there a rumor about a, a barrel roll in the tunnel? I hadn't heard that, but that could, I could see it with it being Titan track. Yeah. But also like what a weird ride is it? if you're marketing it as a family coaster with an inversion that's indoors. It's like, 
<laughs> you don't have to tell the kids they were upside down until after. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, all the kids everywhere where they're like crying in line. They're like, does this go upside down? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's funny how the idea of going upside down is such a like scary concept as a kid. It is. It's. I, I don't know what it is, but it's like, oh, God, I don't want to go upside down. <laughs> Especially when we were kids, because that was like... <laughs> the only thing coasters did to be, you know, stand out really. Yeah. True. Was different new inversions. Yeah. I remember, I actually like remember pretty well, like the first time going upside down. And I remember being surprised of like the positive G's. I, for some reason I was envisioning the sensation of like falling out and I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> um okay so TB, tbt possible inversion um this one's not a coaster it's uh catapult falls at sea world in san antonio okay wait what kind of ride is that um i guess it's a launching water coaster or oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That looks strange, but interesting. I wonder if there's a video of that anywhere. I've never, I haven't seen, is that by, uh, is that by mock? I think so. Catapult falls. Oh yeah. I remember the like animation. It looked pretty interesting. God, promo music for rides is so dramatic. Doom doom da da doom. Something is coming. Bum 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 bum. Hmm. Spring 2003. Bum 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 bum. Kind of like that um really annoying music at um in line for Wonder Woman at Fiesta, Texas. Yeah, and it just kept looping. I mean, I guess it looks interesting. Oh, wait, there's a... Oh, there's an elevator lift. It almost looks so, like it's Intamin. So, you know, I'm sure it'll have no downtime at all. Right. 53 degree drop. The steepest drop on a flume coaster. And the question is, what the hell is a flume coaster? Yeah, I don't think that's established anywhere. Hybrid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wonder if people count that as a credit. Some will. They will be wrong. <laughs> um, number eight, Primordial, a lagoon. And... So do we know anything about that ride? No, it looks like the coaster section won't be that crazy. Like, I don't think it's going to be uh, like, it, I think the the ride is pretty hyped for what it was. It's probably going to be like a, like a drop section track or something. I was just about to say, I'm going to make a prediction here. Drop track. Yeah. But because they spent seven years building it, the drop track surprise no longer has any like, 
you know, buzz. So like, oh my God, this is gonna be so cool. Like top secret, we're building it in-house. It's gonna be in a fucking mountain. And then like by the time they open it, there's like all these drop track coasters and they're like, fuck. They think they were all unique. Pretty sure there's only two right now. Oh no, three. Um yeah, there's that uh let's see, there's like thirteen. Yeah. There's the one at Canada's Wonderland. Um, oh, they have one. Yeah, it's actually it looks kind of similar to Primordial Primordial because it has a it has an outdoor coaster section where it goes like in and out and around the mountain, and then you go into the mountain, and then there's a dark ride portion, and then there's a free fall track. Oh man, okay, I totally lost track. Then I could only think of three offhand. But we'll see. There might be surprises. Maybe it'll be like, uh, remember the washing machine element? Yeah. <laughs> the most inversions on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> just because, um, just like, what it, was it? Um, the one at Hard Rock Park. Oh, the Ferris wheel lift hill. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Number seven is Mattel Adventure Park. Which is not a ride. But in the promo picture, it has a a picture of a roller coaster. That's in Arizona, right? In the Phoenix area? Um, I'm not sure. Doesn't say. And then number six is Tron. Oh, wait. Of course. Oh, wait. Actually, so. Yeah, there's going to be Hot Wheels Bone Hot Wheels Bone Shaker coaster train. Yeah, Glendale, Arizona. That's supposed to open this year? I think so. It almost looks like it's going to be kind of like that Slime Street coaster at um that fucking mall. American dream. So new credit in Arizona. Definitely. Um, I got to go there and castles and coasters. Oh yeah. You definitely got to go there. That, um, Hopkins looper is fucked up. I know. Is it Hopkins? It is. Yeah. They have both their coasters are Hopkins coasters. How weird is that? Yeah, that's right. Hopkins loopers are so fucked up. The um, it's weird because they're not they're not r- like rough, but the transitions are so. It's like they had they had track fabrication down pretty good, but they were, they just weren't good at designing the elements and the forces. <laughs> <laughs> they probably weren't. No. Yeah, like that one at uh, the one at Wonderland. That one's super jank too. You go through a loop, and then you just go through this super long uphill section. It's like straight uphill track. Interesting. And there's a there's a catwalk and an anti rollback because it's it's like so it's like too tall. It's kind of like when you build a roller coaster and roller coaster tycoon, you have to add that little <laughs> section of chain. 
<laughs> that's like that's like literally what it feels like. Um, yeah, get out that ride might be gone soon, so I'd go ride it. Um, number six is uh, Tron Light Cycle. Okay, definitely. Yeah, only s- six years after being announced. That was that's supposed to be basically just like the one in Shanghai. Um, yeah, it's a clone. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Number five is Big Bear Mountain. <laughs> I don't know. It looks kind of cool. It's big. It's got launches. It's long. Looks like it's got a lot of straight track though. Yeah. It's kind of similar to Fire Chaser. Which is like, why do they need another one? Right. Um, <sighs> number four is the pipeline. Surf coaster. Of course. Yeah. I'm curious about that one, but also, you know, reluctantly so. <clears throat> I mean, it's da- it's not innovative, but... I think they have the forces and the track design down to where if you're going to be riding a super swishy forces B&M, you might as well be standing on bouncing seats. Good point. So one of those where I think it'll be better than people expect, but also, you know, it's not really, there's nothing to hype about it. People are talking so much shit about it. It's exciting to see something different from B&M. Yeah. Even if it's still swooshy. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. Ride the waves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... um, Plus, I mean, I don't know. Floaty air... Like, floating airtime should be pretty cool. On those on those trains, because that's the thing. I mean, none of the other B and M standups they didn't have like airtime hills and giant, um, you know, overbank turns and stuff. They were basically just inversions, like super snappy inversions, which isn't really comfortable when you're standing. <laughs> but I guess, like, I get not hyping the I get I get that this ride isn't or people are not hyping it up but I think people are a little too critical on it because there's a lot of com- I, there's a lot of comments it's like a stand up coaster remember when you tried that before and it just hurt everybody it's like yeah they're not going to make a painful stand up coaster yeah it's been over 20 years since the last one was built I think they figured it out yeah right and if there's one thing that B&M has not done over the past 20 years, it's make forceful or painful coasters. <laughs> exactly. Cause like that, um, yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got a speed hill after the launch. I mean, that's going to be pretty cool. And I will say, if you think about it in terms of like, if it's really supposed to like replicate the experience of surfing, it probably will do a okay job of trying to imitate it. Right. And I mean, it's SeaWorld. SeaWorld's like a family park. 
I think I think that is probably the most it's like the most perfect addition for SeaWorld. I mean, um kind of like on on Georgia Scorcher. I mean, the best parts about Georgia Scorcher are those like it's the end of Georgia Scorcher with the, all those like bank turns and the helix and stuff. Yeah, and Georgia Scorcher is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that one and Riddler are probably the best ones that ever were. Mm-hmm. And what, those are pretty much the only ones left now. Yeah. So, yeah, Pipeline. Pipeline, it's exciting to see something different happening there. Yeah, and I mean, it's still, at the end of the day, it's still a launch coaster. Um, I wonder if, uh, how well those standing seats would go on a ride like Diamondback. Ooh, now you're talking. But the bigger question is how, would the airtime be like enjoyable even? I mean, if you're for enthusiasts, probably for anyone at all. That airtime, though, isn't that intense. I don't know. I don't think the airtime on Diamondback is really too intense. It'd be weird, though, because you have that sensation where your upper body lifts up and then your crotch like slides down. Yeah, that would be. It would be interesting, but I think it would be uncomfortable. Well, I mean, it's possible that if this stand up train does well, um, you know, their, their next layout might be more like, I don't know, bunny hill focused or you could, you could do interesting things with it. I don't know. So I think, I think it's, I think it's a cool addition. I'm, I'm kind of, I agree. I'm kind of excited. And I think that's exactly how I feel. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. (laughs) Tapered expectations. Definitely. Um, Okay. Well, expectation wise, uh, number three is Wildcats Revenge. Okay. It looks fine. It sort of seems like um, kind of like Zadra, Iron Gwazi kind of layout. I don't see it, though, being one of those like super crazy, like forceful, like one of the crazy RMCs that people talk about. Like people always talk about Zadra and Aranguazi, but yeah, agreed. I don't see it being like, I see it being in the same class as the other, like smaller ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the layout. Yeah. It's got that over, it's got that like half barrel roll downward turn first element. Doesn't have an O doesn't look like it has an outward bank turn. It's got a stall. I mean, it's not just a greatest hits, which is good. Yeah, right. RMC's greatest hits. You'll love them. <laughs> stall. <laughs> Wave turn. Like one of those Flippy-doo. like one of those like cheesy hour long infomercials for a great like Fleetwood Mac greatest hits CD collection. Mm-hmm. Those <laughs> fabulous sixties. 
God, the worst is all your favorite hits. <laughs> I remember when uh, I was like probably like a kid, third grade, fourth grade. I'd always get up really early in the morning to watch Pokemon, and um, it was for on our on our channel. It was uh, Garfield was on at six, and then Pokemon was on at six thirty. But I remember getting up and like getting up super early to watch it. And uh, sometimes like it wasn't on. It was just like one of those shitty infomercials. And I'd be so pissed. But like because I was already up, I would always watch it because we didn't have cable. Damn. I was hopeful. Like maybe if I sit through this 30 minutes, it'll be on after this. Then you go through like another 30 minutes. Like maybe it'll be on after that. Maybe maybe it's on seven this week. Meanwhile, you're like, I don't want a slap chop. <laughs> Watch this. You're going to love my nuts. <laughs> I think the best infomercial, though, was still the magic bullet. Do you remember that one? It was like an Australian or British couple. No. And then like the grandma comes downstairs and she's like, she's like a cigarette in her mouth. And then there's like the guy who's hung over. He's like, oh, I need coffee. And she's like, watch this. You can ground coffee in your magic bullet. And she like grinds coffee. And then the other guy's like, I want an omelet. She's like, you can make an omelet in six seconds. Like, watch, just crack an egg, put in a whole pepper. And in 10 seconds, you have a delicious omelet. Yeah, okay. (laughs) It's just that easy. (laughs) Chipotle away. <laughs> well, we got an RMC. Yeah, don't hold out. We got to get to the end of this list so we can wrap up this episode. Oh, wait, there's another RMC, Air Force One. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looks, I mean, for that being a fun spot, I mean, that's a pretty big ride. Agreed. I think, you know, maybe... They're trying, I think it's interesting what they're trying to do. I think I see it. They're like giving each of their parks a similar but different ride. Mm hmm. Like big roller coaster. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and that's the thing. It almost seems like you can survive almost anywhere as a small theme park, but you have to have at least just like at least one big good ride. Kind of like, um, I don't know. I'm thinking like Martin's fantasy Island with silver comet or, um, that park that has rampage Alabama splash and adventure. Yeah. On the same lines, kind of Michigan's adventure. Yeah. Oh, Michigan's adventure. Do you think we'll ever see, and this is kind of funny, like in our existence of doing the show and just like, since we pretty much have last been to those parks, there has not been a new coaster at Michigan's adventure or Valley fair. Yeah. Last time either of them got something new. Oh, seven, oh eight. Yeah. Valley fair renegade Michigan's adventure. Thunderhawk. Yep. Technically not new, but new for the park. Yeah. Valley Fair needs something. And hell, I mean, Worlds of Fun just broke the streak, right? Yeah, that's true. 
09 Prowler. Yep. I don't know. I guess they had the shortest streak. There was that rumor so, about Valley for getting an invert. And I wonder if that'll ever happen. Maybe they'll get a top gun. Oh, that could happen. That'd actually be pretty funny. Or um, the single rail coaster. Actually, okay. If you had to break down Great America and relocate all the rides, besides like obviously like Demon and Grizzly, um, actually, I could see Michigan's Adventure getting that uh, Patriot. <laughs> Dorney would get the single rail. You think Dorney gets the single single rail? Yeah, it seems like they just put like. Uh, I don't know, like between the impulse and then they had the, um, that face off coaster for where was that relocated from Kings dominion? No. Wait, face off. Yeah. Dorney got one of those Vacoma inverted boomerangs that was relocated from great America. Oh, that's, that's, Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That thing was a piece of shit. Yeah. I only ever made it on one of those. And it was a, it was garbage. Yeah. Face off at Kings Island still seems pretty, is like, okay. But that's the one yeah. and it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I unfortunately did not manage to make it on to the one at, uh, what's it called? Two face, the flip side at six flags America. Right. Yeah. And well, um, Number one is not a coaster, but it's Super Nintendo World. Hell yeah. Absolutely. It looks amazing. What was cool about it was that the the drone shot from overhead, it made it look pretty cool because, like, you know what I mean? It's going to be different from, like, way high up than, like, in real, you know, like, in first person. But, uh... Yeah, the pictures of what they built so far looks pretty cool. I mean, the one in Japan looks fucking amazing. So, and yeah, the construction that I've seen of the one here, it looks incredible, man. I I like can't wait till I can get back to Universal Hollywood and try it out. Of course, I just did a trip out there last year, but hey. Yeah. Wouldn't it change that? So, side note, this website has an ad that says Julia Roberts' daughter is now 18. Ooh la la. That's bizarre. What kind of shit are you Googling, Ben? <laughs> well, uh, shit. You got anything else, man? Uh, no. I'm all good. Right on. Yeah, I mean, this has been fucking solid. Oh, wait, I think we have a Give question. These episodes back out. Oh, do we? I thought I saw one. Well, if we got one, let's do it. definitely do that. So, okay, 30 years from now, um, this is from Ribs and Bacon. 30 years from now, when y'all are too old to ride roller coasters, what will the name of the show be called? Your favorite Denny sucks. Um. Well, I'd like to think I'll I'll never be too old to ride roller coasters. 
Same. Cause there's always those videos of like the 70 or the 80 year olds, like riding B and M still. So yeah. Will I have to be extremely selective about which ones <laughs> <laughs> and go at like six in the morning? Sure. But like, well, at least by the time we're old, all the standing coasters probably won't be brutal. All the arrows and like old wooden coasters are will probably be gone by then. So that's a good sign. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping I don't age out of being able to ride roller coasters. I would much prefer to uh, continue on. Yeah, same. Yeah, let's hope. You know, I don't. I don't think it'll be your favorite Denny sucks though at any point. <laughs> your favorite uh I don't know what's something old people like. Matlock. <laughs> your favorite um hmm depends. Soup. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. What about a podcast that just analyzes the entire backlog of Wheel of Fortune episodes? <laughs> there, it, there is one that exists, I think, for Jeopardy, where it's basically like a recap of like all the Jeopardy questions. Interesting. <laughs> you know what's funny, too? <laughs> um, when I went to fish last year, um afterwards like we were on youtube and looking up videos of from different fish shows and uh we found there's like set list um analysis so it's kind of like it's this guy with a whiteboard and he basically he reviews every single show and he goes into like super deep detail about the set list i don't even understand how that like what the mechanics are of how that gets analyzed. Yeah. But I'm also fascinated. It's like, okay. So in, 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 when they played in Sioux Falls, they started with tweezer and then they ended with tweezer. Uh, so I think when they play in Denver, they're going to probably start off with tweezer. I was expecting, uh, actually I don't even know any of any other fish songs, but yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Plus, like, because it's it's Fish, it's still only, like, five songs. I've never seen Fish, but I've seen jam bands, and you're like, is this still the same song? Because <laughs> it's a different tempo and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been about 12 minutes. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> well, you should definitely go to a Fish show at some point, because the shakedown is probably the most interesting part about it because it's basically it's like an entire economy and it just travels with fish so people make a full-time living just following fish and selling stuff in the parking lot yeah i mean i've been i've seen um not officially the grateful dead but various iterations of the dead Dead & Co., Further Fest, um, 
In fact, the first time I ever got high, contact high, I was nine years old at a Grateful Dead concert. Nice. Alpine Valley in Wisconsin. <laughs> I remember fucking, I'm nine years old and some dude passes me a joint. <laughs> and I like, I just grab my dad. I'm like, uh, dad. <laughs> that sounds about right. But yeah, fish, I, I imagine it's a very similar vibe. I like Umphreys. I want to see them again. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Uh, I mean, I know the name. I don't think I've like, can't think of any songs though. Well, I mean, they're a jam band. It's the thing is like about jam bands is like, don't even bother looking them up on, on Spotify unless they got live material there. Yeah. There's usually a a few good quality, um, like, what do you, you know, like the official music video of it or like the live, what do you call it? Like the live video. Yeah, I know. I think fish, they, they, um, record most of their shows, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, dude, that would be fun. Well, I went to that like jam band festival last year. I want to go again, but I don't know if I got the money this year. Unfortunately, uh, summer camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you still going to that? We, when we were young fest. Yes, indeed. I'm so stoked for that. I'd like to go just to like people watch. I mean, you should, then you should probably just go to Vegas that weekend and just try to buy a ticket on StubHub or whatever. Is it uh, near the Bellagio? No, it's near like Circus Circus and the Strat. Okay. It's like hardly even the Strip. Well, I'll keep it on the radar. I mean, I'm going to be there. It's Vegas. It's always a good time. There's something I need to do in Vegas, too, that I've never done. What's that? The fucking high roller. Like the coaster? No, that's not there anymore. Uh, the Ferris wheel. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Ferris was... Our, I want to say, though, that one's like... It's like $60 a person or something. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like outrageous, but hey. I did hear, though, that there are like... um, Because there's the pods that have the bar inside. Yeah, and it's open bar for that whole ride. Yeah. So that'd be kind of cool. Which is not bad because in 30 minutes you could have three or four drinks if you drink quickly. Yeah. Well. One time, a couple got arrested for having sex on the high roller. I mean, can you blame them though? Yeah. (laughs) How many goddamn hotel rooms are literally within walking distance? Yeah, but you're in a pod. You're in a Ferris wheel. There's the implications. Well, there's also cameras. And even if there weren't, there's other pods <laughs> with windows <laughs> and possibly a bartender. <laughs> All right. Well, we're past the two hour mark. I think we better wrap this fucker up. Yeah, I need to get to bed. All right, bud. Well, this has been a good time. As per the usual, 
it's good to get back in the swing of things here. Um, maybe we'll try to have a guest on sometime soon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Bring back guests. Yeah, so maybe we'll try and work that out. Uh, I want to thank all of our patrons, especially those of you who showed up to our last voice chat and those of you who will show up to the next one. But especially all of you, too. You know, you're all great. Um, Join our Discord. That's the best way to be a part of our community. It's awesome. It's fun. Great group of people. You'll fit in perfectly, I promise. Um, Get off social media. Try... Try not using social media this year, just as a general thing, or try less, you know, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't just directed at you, Ben. That was directed at me and all of you out there. I mean, the companies are dying anyway, so yeah, jump exactly. off the ship. They're, they're not good for people. So, well... Social media now is basically you just it's just an ad machine. Yeah, exactly. If you want your phone to feed you ads, download a free mobile game. It'll deliver you plenty of ads and it, and you'll just enjoy your experience or get stuck on a level and quit. It, whatever. Better than social media. <laughs> Insert ad for Battle Royale. RSL. <laughs> Download RSL today. We got to think of uh, ways we can say the names of games without actually saying them. Like the ones that are super uh, heavily advertised. Yeah. It is. What's another one? It is always weird. Um, like, I, I, you know, mixed feelings about monetization on YouTube, at, on YouTube videos, but whenever there's like a really awkward like game promotion and it's for like a shitty candy crush. It's like, Hey guys, download this game. It's a lot of fun. I love to play it all the time. I I especially like when you get the, whatever the bonus sequence, the screen flashes different colors and makes me feel good. Yeah, they they're always super awkward because it'll be like it'll be like, all right, guys, I'm gonna give you the tutorial on how to self Brazilian wax, but first, here's a word from Angry Birds. <laughs> You're like, uh, okay, <laughs> but um, shit, yeah. Get in touch with us. Discord's the best way. Your favorite coaster sucks at gmail dot com. That's another way that you can do it. Three one two five seven two nine five five two. Five raw, five LA. Three one two, five raw, five LA. <laughs> I um, I just remembered something really quick. The um, as far as like awkward and kind of weirdly placed, like podcasts or YouTube promotions. Um, I don't remember who was talking about it. Some comedian had a bit about it because it was after Hillary. It was like I don't know. It was like two or three years ago where they were joking about Hillary Clinton starting a podcast. And then just like, yeah, just imagine her awkwardly doing a read for Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> just Pokemon Go to BlueChew.com. <laughs> Promo code Hillary. <laughs> Promo code email. <laughs>
Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one way, one day we'll make it to Mount Podmore. <laughs> I think a boner pill ad would be fun. We can try again. We know our audience is overwhelmingly male, so <laughs> And let's be honest. This community has performance anxiety. <laughs> Look, I'm not talking about our fine listeners, but studies show that coaster enthusiasts (laughs) tend to be affected by the amount of gravy consumed. (laughs) Ever be at an ACE event? God, you about? (sighs) Imagine that marriage story. It's like, how did you meet? It's like, yeah, (laughs) we hooked up at an ACE event. We met at ear No, we met at the buffet. <coughs> I told her she looked great eating a hot dog. <laughs> Next thing you know, she slid a couple of rolls in her purse and we went to my car. <laughs> oh, stealing food. I feel like I've seen people do that at ACE events, like cookies. <laughs> Cause like, you'll be randomly walking around and then like midway through the day, you see somebody pull like a cookie wrapped in a napkin out of their pocket. <laughs> and they're wearing the name badge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember this one time at great America, two people who are going to re- remain nameless just cause the story one of them pulled out like a piece of chocolate <laughs> from his pocket. Yeah. It was like one of those like Hershey's minis. <laughs> this isn't like line for the wizard. And then another person we know goes, I smell chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I can play that in my head. Exactly. <laughs> and the guy who had the chocolate is like oh yeah I just had a couple pieces of chocolate in my pocket <laughs> god it's so crisp in my head I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you can picture exactly who who that is. <laughs> Both of those people. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This is why you guys got to listen all the way to the end of the show. You never know when you're going to get a fucking gem like that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Has anyone ever... I was just randomly thinking of this. It's been over a year and we have not seen a single Dianetics theme park challenge. 
Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Holy shit, I forgot. We got a a listener um thing. Um submitted audio. So, um let me see if I can figure out a way to get this thing loaded in here so we can play it. Oh, like another and another voicemail? Yeah, essentially. Nice. Okay, hold on. Come on. Don't. Come on, Zencaster. Do the thing. Do the thing. All right, it's loading up now, so we have to wait awkwardly. Here it is. Okay. This was sent in by um, Coaster Justin, so thanks for sending this in. I haven't listened at all. Um, How long? It is called. How long is it? Unknown. I'll find out. It's called. Uh, what the hell, Gmail? Six Flags 2023. Okay. All right. And let's see here. Properties. Oh boy, we're looking at eleven minutes here. Okay. Well, it's the end of the show. So here we go. Hi there, I'm Jim Reed Anderson, former president, chairman, and CEO of Six Flags, wishing you a happy holidays in the loop. Oops, sorry. <clears throat> sorry, wrong, wrong podcast. Uh, which, um, oh, I'm Ivy Crow from Indiana Beach, wishing you a very happy holidays through the intern. Oops. Oh, well, oops. sorry, sorry, wrong podcast. <clears throat> Hey, boys, it's your pal, Swifty LaRue. Let me just say, I want to wish you a happy holidays here at Review Time. Oops, sorry, wrong podcast. Oh, huh. <sighs> I'll, I'll, I'll edit those out, it'll be fine. Um, What's up, your favorite coaster sucks? Yep, I'm trying to be hip with the kids, yo. Anyway, um, I've decided to do... A lot of people complain, have complained about Salim. Like, well, anyone that has three brain cells. Um, so I've decided if I'm going to complain, I might as well put my money where my mouth is and say basically what I would have done if I was the CEO of Six Flags. I'm not talking about small editions. These are what I would have, this is what I would have given every single Six Flags, the Six Flags Parks in 2023. I'm going chronologically, Okay. And it's not going to be in one of those, like, previous Jim Reed Anderson videos where you had some announcer, because this is going to be audio, and I don't really, I can't really send you a good video, I couldn't send you a good thing um, video-wise, so please give me that, please give me that respect. Yeah, um, note to everyone, don't send us videos. I apologize. Um... Also, I did a rough estimate on how much everything would cost, and total would be $117 million. I think that might be either on par or maybe a little bit lower or higher. I don't know than previous years. So it's not like I'm saying every park gets $500 million each. It's not going outrageous, so here it is. Six Flags Over Texas... Texas, in addition to finishing Aquaman Splashdown, which it's, I I would guess all of that financial investment was already put in. 
I would put in solar panels over the employee parking lot. The reason is, and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to get on a hippie or a political vibe here. All I'll say is that with solar panels, the park can generate electricity, and they don't need to have major rides closed for chunks of the day. That's all. I'll leave it at that. Six Flags over Georgia. I'm giving Riptide Racers. I'm giving them a six-lane racing slide complex called Riptide Racers and Wahoo River, a 1,500-foot lazy river to their water park. Six Flags St. Louis, I am taking their Ninja Coaster and essentially doing what Six Flags Over Georgia did to their Ninja by turning it into Blue Hawk, by smoothening smoothening out the curves, report, reprofiling the ride, and giving them new trains. And I'm going to call it Joker's Revenge. I love it. I feel I can call that one a DC name because it is right next to Batman in one of their DC areas, so it makes sense. Six Flags Great Adventure in the former, um, I think it's either called Balins or Balins Jungle Land, the kids area that's that that was near Kingdika in the Golden Kingdom area, I'm adding Monsoon, Monsoon Spin, a Zamperla Water Mania, which is essentially teacups with water. And Python, a Zamperla disco coaster. It's similar to a regular disco coaster, but it has a hill in the but it has a hill in the middle of it. Six Flags Magic Mountain is kind of taking a off year because Super Nintendo Land is probably gonna hurt a lot of attendance, so I'm bearing down the hatches and just doing general improvements. Starting with, and I'm assuming all Six Flags parks have gotten rid of the 3D version of Justice League, and as a result, it's kind of blurry, at least in my opinion. So I would give Six Flags Magic Ground a complete 4K or even 8K revamp of Justice League, and I'm also giving them three brand new trains on Gold Rusher, giving the, giving the trains individual lap bars instead of single single position lap bars. And the reason why is because when I was there, and I'm not encouraging this, do not do this, I saw people, I saw kids being able to stand up completely on the lift hill. And, you know, as CEO, I don't think that's necessarily something that should happen. Six Flags Great America, in place of the Revolution area, and in place of two of the Kidsopolis rides, Zoom Jets, which is like the Dumbo plane ride, and the Balloon Tower ride up, up, and away, I am adding a Zamperla giant discovery called Wonder Woman Golden Lasso. Just basically to give okay. them a representation for female. Uh, I just want a hot female. I just want to have Wonder Woman girl around. There, I said it. Um, okay. However, in place of. So it's going to kind of go towards Kidsopolis. The Zoom. The plane ride and the balloon tower ride are going to be relocated to Camp Cartoon and turn that area into a Bugs Bunny Boomtown where the Zoom Jets will be renamed Bugs Bunny Ranger Pilots, Up Up and Away will be renamed Porky Pig Hot Air Balloons, the Crazy Bus will become Daffy Duck Wilderness Bus Tours, and the Kitty Coaster that used to be Space Lee will become Marvin the Martian Camp Invasion, or Marvin the Martian Space Chase. Not right now. 
Six Flags America, um, they recently got rid of four tube slides, and since their water park is a big thing, I am giving them Big Wave Racers a six-lane racing slide complex, because as far as I know, they do not have any racing slides, and that's an easy thing to do. Six Flags Hurricane Harbor in LA, it's not getting a new ride, instead it's repainting one of their their family raft rides, because this was during a time when water slides were either white or black, pretty much. So I'm repainting Lost Temple Rapids either blue, pink, purple, orange, or whatever color, and never to stand out, and who knows, maybe even fool a few GPers to think, hey, it's a new ride! Great Escape in the former Nightmare at Crackaxle Canyon building. I am adding Critter Chase, a Sally Interactive Dark Ride. Just basically use a Den of Lost Thieves, Great Pistoleros Roundup with a slight re with a slight slightly different theme, and it should fit with the family with the family audience for that park. Sorry. Six Flags Fiesta Texas is adding a teacups ride with water as well called Daffy Duck's Bucket Battle, as well as taking their boomerang coaster, giving them new trains, and renaming the ride Cobra. You're going to see me change the names of a few coasters called Boomerang, and that's because, I don't know, I feel Boomerang is kind of a overused generic stock name, so you could argue these names are also generic in stock, but there's more, I, I feel there's more variety. You'll see what I mean. Six Flags New England. This is going to be kind of one of the, I would say, one of the two or three big additions, where we're play, we're replacing the Goliath coaster is going to be a, the former Goliath, the giant inverted boomerang, is going to be a Premier Rides limb launch coaster, LSM launch coaster, I apologize. Although now that I think about it, Six Flags New England probably doesn't have the best relationship with Premier or with Facoma, so maybe I'd go with an Intamin' LSM launch coaster. And I'm going to call that ride Demon. It would contain several inversions and airtime hills. Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, again, taking their boomerang coaster, getting a new train on it, and renaming it Viper. Six Flags Mexico, again, taking the train on, taking their boomerang train, getting rid of it, and getting a new train uh, modernized with soft straps and renaming the ride Cobra. Also, I would do a 4K revamp on their Justice League as well. In case you're wondering, their Justice League is in Spanish, and fun fact, their Dark Knight coaster not only still plays the pre-show, but that is also completely in Spanish. I've been there. Six Flags Hurricane Harbor in New Jersey is adding Tsunami Surge, a rocket slide similar to Tsunami Surge at Great America, where sadly you have to climb up a lot of steps, and then you go up and down. So it would give that park some good capacity, uh, capacity boost. La Ronde is getting the Intamin's Axpen. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I don't hate Canada. So instead... <laughs> In their former Cobra area, they are getting a Premier Rides LSM looping coaster. Um, would probably be a compact layout with several inversions. I'm not talking about a Skyrocket 2 model, and I was also not talking about a Skyrocket 2 model or a Tempesto clone with the New England one. These, are these would be custom layouts. And I'm calling that one Twisted Cyclone. 
Frontier City would get the third new coaster this year with Canyon Blaster, an SNS free spin. Finally, Six Flags Darien Lake is going to put is going to take their SLC Mindy Racer, give it a repaint, a retheme, and give it new trains and rename the ride the Joker. So there you go, that's 17 parks. All of them are almost all of them are getting something that's at least marketable. The only thing that would be extremely tough to market is probably uh, Magic Mountain and maybe Hurricane Harbor, maybe Hurricane Harbor in LA. The rest are different enough that they should be pretty easy to market and at the same time not costing too much. Thank you. And um, all right. Well, th- thank you for being so thorough. Holy shit. That was incredibly thorough. And uh, congratulations on the new job title. Yeah, man. You got my vote. I'm not an investor. Either that or you passed the project. A minus. I don't know how you got the calculation for the money that it would cost, but um, we don't need a breakdown. It's fine. I will say... To all of our listeners, please do feel free to send us in your audio clips. We like hearing from you guys. It's always fun, too. Okay, now that we are past in two and a half hours, uh, what do you think? We wrap this uh, motherfucker up? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, thanks all for listening. Thanks for uh, hanging around with us this week, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again next time and until then your favorite favorite coaster coaster sucks. sucks